0: Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto and he's Robbie Erland. Here are today's topics. Late goals from Roberto Firmino and Mo Salah secure the 2-0 win for Liverpool over Inter. Manchester City off to a flying start in Portugal with a 5-0 win over Sporting. PSG take a 1-0 lead in Paris over Real Madrid thanks to Kylian Mbappe's late heroics. Robbie Salzburg nearly shocked Bayern Munich until Kingsley Comer's 90th-minute equaliser. And Manchester United into fourth place in the Premier League with their victory over Brighton. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Okay, Robbie Earle, a busy little mm. midweek of Champions League knockout stages. Great that that competition is back. We'll chat a little later about Manchester United and their playing a rearranged game uh, in the Premier League, putting them up to mm-hmm. fourth place. But let's start by the Champions League. It's something that yeah. we love as well. And, of course, we really follow uh, the Premier League teams, particularly in this competition. Um, we're going to start with today's game, my friend. We've just mm. watched it. Inter Milan, the San Siro, nil, Liverpool, two. Uh, wow. I thought a game of two halves, Rob. Let me
1: get your yeah. take on it first. <clears throat> yeah, pr- pretty similar. I thought Inter Milan were particularly good in the first half, using obviously the, the wing-backs and Dumfries and, and Perisic on the outside. It looked to me like they were certainly looking to target Liverpool's right-back position and see where they could get advantage down that side with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, what was interesting, Rob, is they they, I think, looked more likely, had good intent, but didn't particularly turn that into real goal-scoring chances. Having said that, I thought Liverpool showed a little bit of know-how, of understanding. You can see why how this team has won the competition. Sometimes away from home, when you go through difficult periods, Liverpool can hang in there. And I thought to that point, and I'll have to name, name him early, I thought Virgil van Dijk, not just how he played, but I think something that stuck with me a few weeks ago, you said um, that Harry... Maguire's captain of Manchester United and kind of, when things aren't going, kind of throws his arm around in a bit of a tizz like. What I saw from Virgil van Dijk today was once or twice telling his his teammates, organising people around him, making strong statements. Now he's not the captain, doesn't wear the armband, but led like a captain, plays like a captain. That was the value of... Not just what he does on the ball, but the presence of the man around the back line. Because I thought Liverpool the had to dig deep, Rob. I thought they had to be resilient. I had to put up with what Inter threw at them and come out in, in the second half and their football played. Their chances come. Their, their front three looked better. Jota came off. from here hearing an ankle injury. Um, Firmino came on. And they took the chances when they, they came because they've got finishers in the, ta- the side who can do that. Mm. I
0: thought there was a couple of things interesting, Rob. I think, first of all, the lineup. I mean, it, it was a uh, a silky a silky lineup, Rob. In terms of what Klopp wanted to try and do, I think he knew that Inter are a pressing team. They try and get in the front foot. They try and play they, their way. It was never going to be a Inter sit back behind the ball uh, and Liverpool trying to find a way mm. through. And and that part of it, I thought, was good for an interesting game in the first half. Pretty even, I thought, the first half. But Harvey Elliott, Rob, to mm. trust Harvey Elliott, given there's Kater, there's Chamber Chamberlain there's Henderson you know on the bench it was a big a big kind of wow just a, a lot of trust in this young player that's been out in mm. for a while he's been back a few weeks now but not long yet they, he wanted him in midfield he wanted Thiago yeah. in midfield I thought it was excellent in the game in terms of his passing range some long beautiful passes also some important clearances interceptions in, in, the, in their own penalty box and Fabinho did his thing I think no surprise of the front three, Rob, that Giotto was selected over Firmino, Mane on the yeah. left-hand side and Mo Salah, of course. And Kanate was the, the other player that yeah. uh, played Came alongside Van Dijk. I, I thought the way that both teams played, the that they're trying to do the same kind of thing of pressing and they're trying to play out from the back. It made for a first half that I thought it was a little scrappy. I thought so the ball turned over a lot, maybe as to be expected. Um, and a few chances. Of course, Sadio Mane had a chance mm. to hit it and didn't do a great, great job. They mm. hit the bar with one shot the first half. Other than yeah. that, there wasn't much going on. Now, second half, I thought was different and I thought Inter on the front foot. Liverpool, I thought, lost their way a little bit. I thought they, they were forced back a little bit and then, of course, what's different with Liverpool in recent weeks, maybe this season, is the squad. The squad. The substitutes that came in at 60 minutes, it was navigator Henderson, up midfield a little bit, Rob. At that point, yeah, and Henderson was good, Louis, yeah, and Luis Diaz, yeah. And I thought it changed the game. I thought it changed mm. the game. The rhythm, the flow went from Inters being on top, looking at Liverpool, gonna like you said, have to be resilient. Mm. But with uh, Luis Diaz's brightness and his energy, and I mean, just I, I, I thought those players obviously Firmino gets the first header. You know, mm. the first goal, the all-important goal. Moselle, of course, had one later on with a, with a quick shot. But the difference now with Liverpool is that they've got options that Klopp's not had for a while. With Jota or Firmino, with now Javier mm. in midfield, with more hard-working players to come in. And Luis Diaz, Rob, if one of those front three or two of those front three are not playing great, then they've got a squad. And Diaz, mm. again, could have scored. Every time yeah. I've seen him play, Rob, it he looks, he looks like he's ready to score. Threatened, in behind, lively, bright. That mm. was a difference. That was the headline for me, is that the squad in Liverpool is different. More options, and they change the game. club made some great subs.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt the subs change the game and can bring a bit of life to where they're, um, where they're going, as you say. Um, but I, I just thought it was also a day for... Showing how when it's not going well, we talk about Man City and how they can you know blast you apart and and I thought Liverpool had to had to hang in a little bit at times, I had to put up with what Inter did, whether it was pressing, whether it was their good defending, um, but I just thought there was a bit of experience about the Premier League and, and what's required and, and what you need to do to come out the other side and I thought there was a couple of good people Fabinho I thought did a good job in front of I thought Van Dijk as I talked about was excellent Can you tell you, I thought came up with a couple of big blocks at good times in the game and, and again he's another one to trust in a big game it's like it's almost as though um, Klopp's feeding him in slowly but you're starting to see him playing some of these big games these important games now I think it was AC Milan wasn't he he put him in as well uh, where, where he, he does does the Cruyff turn in his own box, etc. So he's generally getting these players big minutes, as you say. And Harvey Elliott is is obviously a kid who he thinks a lot of, believes a lot of. Um, And we think Curtis Jones, and we talked about it, didn't we? There's a younger group who are coming underneath the the, the main group now that gives them a little bit of that depth that you talk City have.
0: Yeah, just before we move on, mate... I don't whether you really realise I'm in a different surrounding. It's just a little bit of noise going on. I, I've taken Mrs. Musto away for a few days, uh, just in this little midweek. So I apologise if the sound isn't as great as it normally is. There's a little bit of hmm. background sound. This is we're in a cool spot here, um, but of course,
1: what's well, so like that? The ocean well, waves. That the ocean waves crashing against you, against might, you, and and you. You your butler, hear that in
0: the background. You might hear that. You butler bringing
1: your gin and tonics. I mean,
0: yeah. You've got I'm, some live for Mr lap- Mustard. I, I got my laptop open. I'm watching the football. It's all good. They're still keeping my eye on the ball. And, and, of course, we can we can bang out these podcasts. So, uh, yeah, if the sound isn't up to the usual standard, Not this isn't always great anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> apologies for, for I'm away for a few days. Oh, OK. So, yeah, I thought, listen, they're in a great spot now, Rob, Liverpool. Mm, yeah, um, in charge. Yeah, in a good spot in this one. And, and Inter Milan, you know, at, at times in the first half and at the start of the second half, they look like this is going to be a really awkward game. Scrappy, yeah. but that's a brilliant result. You saw the celebrations afterwards and the manager and the new players. Mm. It's uh, yeah, Liverpool are in all, all fronts now looking really, really good. And, of course, this game's really important when they've got the yeah. second leg to come out of Anfield.
1: Just possibly one disappointing thing that might have come out of the game. I just heard Jurgen Klopp's interview and he talked about Jogo Jota, who Kate, they said they, they, they took him off at half-time possibly an ankle ligament now. They're saying it wasn't one of those where he was desperate to come off, but hopefully precautionary. So um, they'll be hoping it's nothing more than, than maybe precautionary and something they can deal with. But that, you know he'd be a loss, as you say, in the mix, despite Firmino being there. I think having that rotation and having the ability to, to interchange is something Liverpool are going to need between now and the end of the season, going for the Premier League and obviously challenging for that Champions League title. Yeah, let's move it to... Uh, Tuesday night game it was uh, Manchester City um, sporting Lisbon um, in Lisbon Manchester City going against the Portuguese champions and I think if anything Rob it it showed us where City can be outstanding in, in what they do I think it was six shots in the game five goals um, a couple of beauties the, the Bernardo Silva we could have a podcast on on its own the Ryan Sterling was a beautiful finish it was Efficient, ruthless city, too good for the opposition on, on days like this that we've seen in the competition. Um anything more to add on the performance on individuals on interesting that Pep's come out and said we can play better. Decent performance, good win, we can play better. So Pep continuing to to uh, push his players on on to greater heights, but um he made a big thing about that saying that we we underperformed, we we, we won. Got the goals, but we underperformed and I think you're talking about Kinso in the first half. one or two people who were maybe a bit sloppy in possession. He didn't like that against maybe a better team, bigger opposition in this competition. So pep just pushing the buttons, but I thought it was a great win. Love the control and why Manchester City are favourites to win the competition.
0: Yeah, and why they uh, they're not missing a striker. I mean the goal scorers again from all over midfield, different players. You know, it, it, it's it's not often. Sometimes you talk about some clubs that certain players are in form at certain moments. Mm. Um, but for City, I don't know. It, you know, you might get one player go off a little bit, but Bernardo scores, Sterling scores. I mean, it, you know, it, they've got they've got so many midfield players to score goals. I didn't see it every minute of this one. I watched the other game yeah. at the same time, the Premier League match Manchester United, so mm. I can give you a full report on that one. But the goal scorers, five 0 away from home in the Champions League knockout stages. I mean, I think we know, Rob, that. It's going to take some team to beat Man City over two legs. Mm. You know, we, we might have just seen them. You know, Liverpool are a very strong side. Yeah. Um, but City, you know, it, it, the huge disappointment of last year, Rob, with what happened and Pep's team and the, and mm. the defeat when, you know, most would expected to win it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't affect them, does it, Rob? It doesn't stay with this team or this no. manager. You know, the next season comes around. They, quick. Move on, yeah. they rejig mm. a little bit. They, they 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 maybe learn lessons and they carry on. I remember at the start, Rob uh, Pep talking about this City side that you know we didn't have the history and we don't have it mm. now, now. They're getting it. They're getting experience. Yeah. They're getting reps again to the, the, the knockout stages, the latter stages again to finals now. So um, it's tough to imagine anybody can beat them, but but they can over two legs. They absolutely can with the nature of the competition. And you can do a job on the City. I've said it before. Um, you can do a job on them over two legs, mm. grind out, the way he gone. You know, that's going to be their issue going forward. But Sporting Lisbon, just not enough, not enough for the talent that City have. And 5-0 yeah. is a stunning. And, and it's funny, isn't it? I didn't see Pep's quotes about, about performance and stuff. It doesn't surprise yeah. me. You know, yeah. he said before that, you know, they were when fantastic, performed. magnificent, the best they've played. And they've, they've drawn or lost a game. So yeah. he wants better and he wants performance to drive everything. And I understand that. But it's kind of nice to know when performance, in his opinion, isn't great, they can still win 5-0 away from home in Europe. So, yeah, again, well done, Man City.
1: A couple of players just before we move on. Bernardo Silva, my friend, who was, you know, not playing in electric form and then just took hold of this game. I mean, his half volley goal, mate, was a thing of beauty. And it was interesting, I saw a couple of different uh, pundits and, and people in the media debating that, whether Bernardo Silva's goal or Ryan Sterling's, I think it's, do you see the Ryan Sterling Bendy goal? Uh, which mm. was the better? Um, yeah. Not even close for me in Bernardo Silva's. To the, the, the touch, the accuracy, the the technique to hit a ball on the half butt volley, on the rise, it's knee-high, control it past a goalkeeper is right there at the very top of, of technical ability, right there at the very top.
0: Yeah, I mean when you when you see newspaper like I checked all the websites and stuff afterwards. Mm. When you see stories and photographs and headlines about the goal, you know it's something special. I mean, he's yeah. a brilliant, brilliant player. He's gonna be the running for the for the PFA player of the season if City go on and win the league title. Yeah. With what he's done from midfield, the way that he plays is a joint mm. anyway. But yeah. his production levels now are setting him apart. And that's mm. what, you know, great attacking midfield players, I'm afraid, have to deliver and assist some goals. Mm. And I mean He's just having one of those seasons, like Gundogan did last season, in terms of number of yeah. goals that he scored. Bernardo Silva's taken that on board this year and being the star man at a club of tons of star men. So, Bernardo, you know, mm. we've had him, we had an underappreciated yeah. like two or three years ago, now, yeah, yeah, and now he's just a, I don't think he a is, fully, <laughs> fully appreciated performer right
1: now. Yeah, it's interesting. Pep said, uh, I thought it was a really telling. Um, ...phrase on, on, on Bernardo Silva... ...because he said he doesn't just play football well... ...he understands the game... ...he understands every action... ...like only a few people in the world... ...that was how he described him... ...almost like his football IQ... ...and his understanding and how he's built up... ...and where he's playing the ball... ...and sometimes he's playing in here to draw them in... ...just that he, this guy's on top of it all... ...and I thought, I thought coming from Pep... ...who's worked with some of great players... ...not only technically but tactically... ...in their football IQ... I thought that was like, that stood out to me. I was like, wow, he must be like, he's a daddy, isn't he? He's the, his, his new David Silver. Maybe the name don't yeah. give, is a clue. He's the guy yeah. who can dictate the whole play.
0: Yeah, and when they say about soccer IQ, mm. I mean, really, Rob, it's about decision making, isn't it? I mean, there's yeah. lots of technically gifted players playing, actually, a lot of levels, but it's just knowing what to do. Yeah. at the right time and right sets time. The, the, mm. the star you know when does he play the ball no it's not on I'll turn out and do something the decision yeah. making yeah. which is yeah. a, a zillion decisions in a second by mm. the way I, always, I used to sort of like you know, think about football and, and, and people used to create, you know play, players well what do they do they run around they make a zillion decisions every yeah. minute every play at all times so it's a physically demanding game but just where to run, when to track, when not to track, mm. to pass on, when to pass, what sort of pass, how are you going to pass it? Are you going to check back? You're going to, I mean, is, I mean, he, and, and that's what we're talking about. The, yeah, the team makes most of those decisions, decisions never, right. It yeah. hardly ever gives the ball away. So, yeah. You know where, and he knows the time to, to try and penetrate with the pass. Mm. And if it's not quite on, he checks out and does something different. So, mm. yes, and we can go on and on about Bernardo Silva uh, and many other City players actually in that regard. Well, but, but he is is uh, is, is some player.
1: There's one other I just want to mention before I, I, I get to it. a little question. Phil Foden, my friend, again, I, I picked up yesterday as I was watching game, 150 PNCs he's had for Manchester City already. Mm-hmm. 40 goals, 28 assists, he's 21 years of age. I mean, I don't think sometimes we appreciate what he's doing, at what level, at what age, Rob. He's 21 years of age.
0: Well, there's a couple of things, Rob, that springs to mind. Obviously, a super talented individual, right? Mm-hmm. natural ability, he's got a good engine, mm-hmm. IQ, again, is really high. But he's not, he's not doing this without Pep's football and Pep's team and Pep's teachings. You know, this, yes. this City yeah. team is an is a incredible possession-based, creative, grooved, organised. I mean, it's an attacking Ooh. machine. And he is a very important cog in that, like others you are. You could almost you know,
1: argue, Rob, he's the most important cog. To play the false nine in that role, without a centre-forward that we talk without striking, is possibly the, the most important role in their side.
0: Yeah, and, and he's the best at doing it.
1: Yeah, Just and he's the, the best con- at doing it.
0: Conversely, Rob, if he would have grown up in the Manchester United Academy, and he's, yeah. he would, of course, come into the first team and become a first-team player at yeah. Manchester United, yeah. he wouldn't have those numbers, would he? He wouldn't have those numbers. It, it, I don't um, number.
1: No, possibly not. I mean, when we look at Rashford, we, we, we see a great tap, technical player who, who has brilliant moments. But I don't think we see the same level of football IQ, football understanding. Again, whether you know, five years was it five six years of Pep Guardiola is it, it, going to take his, his career to another level. Yeah, and very in, careful he, with, with the for development. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just, just on that before we move because I, I know we, we're, we're going to move this one on. Just, I was just thinking about I, I was looking at the team and then I looked and I saw okay Khaygunda one on the bench mostly, and I was just thinking to myself, is it? Does he not make their first eleven now? And I know we say this, there is no first eleven, but the, the, the rotation of teams and that. If they get into a Champions League semi or semi final, he's putting out his best team. Does Oka Gundogan... No. Doesn't,
0: doesn't get to first-team. No. No? No, he does he? We just talked about an amazing player. Unless you want to leave yeah. out, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. If you want to leave him out for, for Gundogan, good luck. Go ahead. I, I mean, you're not going to do that. You're going to have a holding player in,
1: Roger. No. Um, some, actually, might, some might suggest Pep might get to a final and do something like because he's done a few <laughs> things like that that we've scratched over. But know I was just saying that the player who was that outstanding guy last year was probably their go-to goal scorer in the midfield. All of a sudden now finds himself outside the, 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 the first 11, as did Raheem Sterling for a time. As did Bernardo Silva one time. They are talking about Bernardo Silva leaving, One, not they, in the start of the season. Yeah, were,
0: well, I don't know how serious that was, Rob. Yeah,
1: there's but, so much paper. You know, there's certainly talk about him not being in the first eleven, um, though. Yeah, I think people um, thought Gunduan and KDB and and Rodri would be probably be three, and he might sometimes play on the right side coming in, sometimes play one of those roles. But I mean, I, the point I'm making is that no one's indispensable in this in this group. And and a year on year, it could be Bernardo Silva's year this year. It could be somebody else's year next year. Who, who all of a sudden, you know, it could be Jack Grealish's year.
0: Yeah, that's right. And, and well, the, I mean, it's, it's like, it's just pure, isn't it? If you're playing well and you, and you well, you will know, just play. If you're not playing well and you're not doing as well as the other guy, I think Jack Greenish, Rob's going to struggle to get in the team. It's $139 million mm. player that's not a, a first-team player right now at Manchester City. It's just not. Sterling is mm. better on the left-hand side. There's more production. He can go past defenders more. He pulls the ball back a zillion times like they like to do. On the other mm. side, Riyad Mahrez is better. Greenish right now, so that that was some that was some expenditure on a player that is not better than what they've got. Um, for now, you only got to say so now, for now, I know, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. we got to say sure for now. He, he yeah. might be, and yeah. somebody else, Riaz Mars might be out. So mm. yeah. I mean,
1: that
0: that way, he is pretty consistent, and and the dressing room can't ever say why well, he's got his favourites because I don't know whether. I mean, he, mm. it, it, I don't think he has what's favourites. He picks the players that are doing the business, and he's confident to he do the business, and, and that's what we're seeing. And um, yeah, just just thinking, City, Robin, and, and the next game. Let's let's just fast yeah. forward a little bit and get a quick line on Man City versus Tottenham.
1: Mm.
0: The Etihad on Saturday, twelve thirty uh, Eastern Time on NBC. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we, we, the goals going in, the way that they play, in the way that Spurs are defending. Com- Have Spurs got okay? So has Spurs got a grinding Antonio Conte-like performance in them to get a result at the Etihad? Because for one, I cannot. I just I I can't see it. But I guess no. no, That's the only. Yeah,
1: listen. Antonio Conte is working on the training ground in the belief that he can find a way. He isn't working for a defeat. So it will be a grinding. It will be defence playing better than we've probably seen them for, for some time or since this group's been together. It is the, the front three being able to cause problems on the contact, which you could see on good days with Sun, with Kane, with Mura, with Benteke, Kerr in midfield, if he's playing balls forward. You can see that, Rob, because they've done it in the past. Are they good enough... To- Now, is this defence strong enough now? I think we talked about it on on last podcast. No. Just can't see it right now. Don't see it. Don't see them keeping a clean sheet for for the start. Don't see them stopping. And with Manchester United, with Manchester City, the way they're playing, and having a little pop at one or two players, expect a few changes possibly. Somebody comes into the team, have got to play well to stay in the team. I mean, everything just just goes in City's favour. But, listen, first game of the season at, at Tottenham. Tottenham beat Man City 1-0. City dominated the ball, had way more chances and and, and City broke away and got got themselves, Spurs broke away and got themselves a goal. So, this is a Premier League, mate. We never say never, but can't see it. Yeah, can't see
0: it. All right, my friend. um, Mm. Talking about great players um, and best players in the world. We know about Messi and Ronaldo Mm. and and their Mm. time's coming to an end now. Kylian Mbappe, my friend. Yeah. Uh, scored a goal against Real Madrid. Again, we're talking PSG real quick. Mm. One, Real Madrid nil. A defensive Real Madrid go to Paris
1: yeah.
0: uh, and try and kind of block it through a little bit. Experienced midfield players trying to fill holes. Yeah. Two-legged, of course, a game right now against a really dangerous team in PSG. Looked like they were going to get a draw. But Kylian Mbappe, I mean, this is what excites everybody about this player, Rob, where out of nothing really and in a tough spot, yeah. His quick feet and his acceleration and his power and his finishing is a stunning goal. A yeah. stunning goal, you know, this this midweek. Um, you know, we've talked about other goals that's been scored. He was a difference, Rob. And, uh, you know, lots of talk about Michel Pochettino coming back to Manchester United in the summer. And that's what the players want, apparently, the is And that's what the dressing
1: room yeah.
0: uh, would prefer. Um, I don't know. You know. We'll see how he does this season, this competition. But that was a stunning moment in this game.
1: Yeah, I mean... He was the one player they couldn't live with, he, he wins the penalty, Messi doesn't doesn't finish for a change, and we maybe just start to see the, the end of, of the two greats, two of, of the greatest ever, in, in Messi and Ronaldo, and we should just enjoy their performances, but it was almost like Mbappe took it on himself, didn't he? Yeah, I'm the guy now, just out from one side to the right, just out to the left-hand side, runs and field between two... Defenders almost stands a keeper up. Says, "What are you going to do?" Bangs it to his legs and he's off. And just his pace and his power, but then the the clinical edge of his finishing to do that at the speed that he moves is is incredible. Um, and there's confidence about him and it was almost like, well, if you're going to sign me at Real Madrid, you better do soon because this is what I'll do. And if, you, if it's not for you, I'll do it for somebody else. He's for me, he's going to be—he's going to take the crown next. I think. I know Erling Haaland's in there. People talk about, but I just think he's a touch more class about Mbappe with his movement, with his finishing, with his maybe skill base, skill set. It, it, I think slightly higher than Haaland than um, on that one.
0: What well, I would say, Rob, and uh, listen—I don't see all of PSG's games week mm. to week. I don't. But we've both done a lot of Kylian Mbappe. The only thing I would say about that in in terms of becoming the next best player in the world...
1: Yeah.
0: Can he do it consistently, Rob? There's no question. The moments Mm. of Mbappe makes you... It's breathtaking. Some moments. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's plenty of times I watch him and I'm a little bit disappointed. Again, PSG fans might come on and say, you don't know what you're Mm. talking about. He's been amazing this season. Maybe he has. But in just terms of getting to that, to be... I mean... The consistency of Messi and Ronaldo is is
1: staggering. Yeah, but Ronaldo wasn't that consistent when he first came to English football, mate. I, I saw plenty of Ronaldo where it was a bit like pff, everyone is thinking he's, he's, he's yeah, a bit the, of a. The early days. But tr- the yeah. tricks and things. I mean, this is where you are. You know, he's still so young, Mbappé. I hear you, and it, it, it's a valid argument. I just think when he takes the next step, when he gets the big move, when he's got the full platform, when a team's geared for him, it looks like he's smart enough to understand that and. I just think the goals and thing You're going to build a team around this this guy. And, and I just think he's, he's going to be ready to deliver. But listen, as you say... It- that's not easy. I mean, we talk about these great players and the numbers and, and the performances, and it ain't easy to be playing at that level on a regular basis. Yeah. They, those I two know. have set a standard that's right that's up incredible. there. Yeah. That he, you know, that he's got a thing. But yeah, decent argument, and want to see. Let's see where he ends up uh, at the end of the season. Let's see if PSG can beat Real Madrid on, in the second leg and, and get through. Because obviously, great for Pochettino, great for Mbappe. Um, we'll see where they end up. Other other big games this week. Um, I'll be sat Salzburg won by Munich, one by Munich coming late uh, with the Kingsley Coman equalised, I think, 90, 90th minute or something by Munich. It's not quite the stellar by Munich this competition, mate, that I think we've had over the last few years.
0: Well, that's going to be the, the, the point, isn't it? I mean, I, mm. again, it's tough to see every game, uh, so I didn't, I didn't see the, the details of this one. No. But 1-1 at Salzburg just makes you think, well, that's not great. I did see the Salzburg mm. goal, by the way. What a lovely goal. What a lovely goal. Yeah, uh, beautiful beautiful bend into the corner. Um, yeah, I, I, you expect Bayern Munich to, to, to win this quite comfortably. Of course, to legs, it should be OK in the 90th minute. I don't know. I don't know what, what we're going to see from Bayern Munich going forward. Um, I think when you think about winners of this competition, I would always say, well, of course, you've got the, you know, the, the, the power from England. Mm. And then on the international side of things, I know they've got a great race in Serie A right now for the title, which is probably the best race, actually, when you look at the teams right now. You know, other leagues... Real Madrid, don't see it right now. Barcelona, you know, it's, mm. it, it, it's it's a disaster, really, for the most part. Bayern Munich is the team that you think can stop the English yeah. players. And so this isn't a great result for them. They get the goal late on and, and at home they'll probably get the job done. But mm. no, when you say that, I mean, it's interesting. You know, we, we assume Bayern Munich is going to be super strong. We'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, certainly Well, as the competition goes on. Another team in now to get it done, though. Um, let's move to the Premier League mate let's switch it to Old Trafford I know you had a, kept a, a clean eye on this, keen eye on this one I was sort of switching between after Man City where I think about 4 nil up I switched over uh, to watch Manchester United end up winning the game 2-0 against Brighton 0-0 at half time um, Old Trafford not ha- not totally happy with that a few sort of boos and murmurs as, as the team went off but they came back on they got the goal, Ronaldo got his goal uh, Brighton went down a man uh, Bruno got the second, and United got all three points, mate. How did, how did it look overall, to you? Well,
0: um, I think we've been pretty honest with what we've seen with Manchester United over recent weeks, Rob. Mm. And there's been periods in games where I think they've been really, really good, and you yeah. can see the the improvements, the changes that Ragnick's making in terms of compactness and, and, and being better without the ball and trying to move the ball quicker and he's, he's changed the team a little bit he's think, attacking players in midfield mm. spots Pogba didn't start it Rob I think
1: no.
0: I, I heard the Ragnac after sort of saying you know he's played a lot of games he was injured mm. and, um, so Fred came back in and, and okay so this game the first half they were awful Manchester United were awful Rob the other way around well previous games they've been really mm. good bright at the start they fell away in the second half they've, they've, they've given up leads etc etc They were awful, and there was nothing. I mean, we we know Brighton are awkward. Southampton are awkward. Brighton are awkward right now. They can embarrass you. And ragnick basically said after: "We couldn't stop their diamond in midfield. We couldn't get pressure on the Mm. ball. We were deep. They didn't pass the ball well. It was one of the worst. You know, one of the worst first forty-five minutes Ragnik's had. I think it really was. It was really Mm. that poor. It was they were passive. There was there was no quickness to the passing. They couldn't get close. There's no." There was no pressing. It was a poor start. Clunky. A real struggle to get them, their game going at all. And Brighton looked super comfortable. Created chances. Uh, but second half was different, to be fair. Second second half was different. Um, again, a struggle until Ronaldo scores. Ronaldo, Yeah. I mean, he hadn't scored for quite a few games. We know that. So Six games one it, yeah. Mm. He scores a wonderful goal, Robbery, He dribbles it forward. It's a lovely, powerful shot. Super accurate into the corner. And then... They start get going again a little bit, you know. The football started mm. to happen. Lewis Dunk was sent off, and somewhat controversially, I don't know how much you saw of
1: that. Yeah, uh, Ilanga closed him down, didn't he? Nick the ball off him, and then it's whether Webster's is going to close enough to get cover on or or not. He think? got, a, he up, got a yellow, a tight one. Yeah, he got a yellow, didn't he? And then the referee was asked to go over to vaO and, and look at the monitor. And I think the moment he went to look at the monitor, we knew what was what was coming. And, it's a hard one not to because I think Elanga gets a shot off before Webster can get to him and so it's denial of a goal-scoring opportunity which is a red card if fact, offence.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's hard when a player gets brought down the ball goes away from him and it looks yeah. like it, it, but if you assume the there's no come, contact yeah. there mm. I think he's getting to that first yeah. just. Yeah. I know um, Graham Potter was really unhappy about it afterwards. I, mm. You know, even You'd expect again, that, today you know? there's headlines about it in his press conferences but I I didn't disagree with the decision. To no, be fair, and, me and, no. and VAR had a good look at it, and, uh, um, and 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 the red card. And then then it changed a little bit. I mean, you had Pogba came on. Then the fans were like love yeah. Pogba right now. He can he yeah. can do things. That Fred. I mean, Fred. I mean, I mean, there was one ball, Rob, in the second in the first half where he's he's trying to play a ball inside, and I, and, and and like I have no idea who he saw. He gave the ball away <laughs> a lot. It's really. You know, it must be sort of frustrating for for Ragnick mm. and some of the United fans because yeah. you've got, you know, sometimes when Pogba plays, you have Bruno and Pogba in midfield. You know, you lack a little bit of defensive cover and yeah, defensive yeah. kind of natural defensive mm. nause a little bit. But when you when Fred plays, you get that, but you get yeah, nothing in the quality. Yeah, so If you can get yeah. Pogba, got to find it's that really balance, and
1: Yeah, just to, to maybe play. do a little bit more. Yeah.
0: yeah bottom line is. Bruno, Ronaldo and Pogba have got to play. They've got to play mm, yeah. because there's there is nothing, you know, there's just not enough quality in the team. We've said this before mm. with their players um, that can get the job done. Pogba, I know, we, we've spoken about a million times and, and, and you can't really rely on them to be consistent for, for, for a period of time. His he's pain. got eight, eight assists, Robin, I
1: think he's got eight assists for the season now, I know he, he pays a ball and Bruno good, but it's his quick thinking, it was his thought, I mean, I, I, I'm in the opinion, and, and I get what Ragnick's saying, and listen, he may seem and un- wonder, but surely you're better off getting an hour out of him and then saying, OK, off you come, than not starting him, playing poorly, and, and, and starting poorly, and then, I mean, I thought Jakob Mulder in midfield was excellent, um, caused problems with his movement what do you think they had more first off you know Brighton were, were the better team had more shots 8 shots I think nearly 60% of possession I mean you're lucky that you're still in the game and that you can get yourself like, out when scores a brilliant goal and then Bruno goes and has got a really nice finish but I don't know Rob I, I just feel like when you play Freddie McTomlin, you know what you're going to. You know, you know what that what's going to what's going to be part of that. So if you either have to put up with that and say, okay, well that's what I'm going for because it's more defensive and against a team that's got more possession, or you take a little bit more of a gamble on, try and, and encourage them to be to certainly uh, Bruno and Pogba to be a little bit more defensive. But at least when you get the ball and you now know you you, you can keep it and you can make things happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, and also by the way. I was thinking, watching the first, I'm thinking, Jesse Lingard. There's no way Jesse Lingard's worse than some of the players that played in that first half of Manchester United. When's he going to get a mm. run? Why can't he have a slot in midfield, Rob, instead of Fred? I think Jesse Lingard will work harder defensively than, than, than others in there, and he gives you tons more quality than Fred, and he gives you a mm. goal threat. I mean, Bruno and McTominay, the way that they are, they're. they're I, I, I like both players, particularly Bruno. Alanga's you know, he's, he's kind of new into the team this season. Give Jesse mm. Lingard a run. You know, whichever, you know, wide position or in midfield. I don't know what he's got to do to get in the side. I, you know, I don't see anybody playing, you know, apart from those ones you've mentioned, that, that, that deserve to be cast iron in the side. Um, Rashford came, came on late, of course, so some changes by. Yeah. You know, I, I, I tell you what, I did, I did look closely at Ralph Regnick's post match interview. And, you know, the, the questions helped him a little bit. I, I thought he looked. At, Really disappointed actually and shocked at how poor the team were first half. You know, the second goal comes late, yeah, yeah, yeah. ways, I think it was, it was Danny Welbeck, Rob. Danny Welbeck, yeah, I had a header,
1: yeah, he had a great header, he made, yeah. Break it one, yeah. One. So, yeah, yeah. I
0: thought, I think deep down in Ragnick's face, he was like, That was really bad, by the way, in that first mm. half. And second half, the two goals, it's crazy, isn't it? We've seen much better performances. With disappointing yeah, results this yeah, wasn't major. a good performance mm. for the vast majority and yet 2-0 looks comfortable so he's not stupid United fans aren't stupid the squad will will, will dust themselves down a win's mm. a win of course and it's a yeah. good win for them back into the top four right now but but yeah. the performance is, is, is critical with the remaining weeks and months and games to come for them to finish <laughs> the top four and that was worrying in the first half
1: yeah, but that's the funny thing, Rob. Most Manchester United fans will go away and just be happy with the two 0 And when you've seen better performances in they've drawn, they're less, They're more disappointed. At the moment, for Ragnit, right now, it's just about results, just about results and finishing well, it, in the top it is four. Right
0: now, Rob, it, it, that's it, what it I'm saying. About right form, now, but right now, he needs a win. He needed a win. They yeah, badly yeah. needed a win. Then they yeah. got it. But it wasn't. It wasn't that great. That's no, the point no. they am making.
1: Yeah, and so as, as a as a pure coach, he's got to think: How do I improve the performances to get results as well? Because if you keep performing that badly, other teams with maybe more goal threat than Brighton are going to hurt you sometime. I know. I have to say as well, actually, I um, Rafael Varane was ill, wasn't he? So Lindelof came into this team just before kick off. Yeah. So well, yeah, game that might have just um, un- unbalanced United a little bit. Just mention
0: back. Leeds, Rob. So so Leeds United may United play. Uh, away at, oh, at Leeds,
1: nine. Yeah, it's nine AM Eastern Time. The uh, coverage begins eight AM Eastern Time on USA. Um, yeah, so away at, at Leeds another, Manchester United.
0: Another awkward game for Manchester Ooh, very United. very awkward. Another yeah. awkward one. Yeah, yeah,
1: like Brighton could be in a certain way. Leeds can be in a, in a different way with yeah. their speed, their physicality, their energy. There's a lot of dislike between the two two sides, the red roses and the white roses, isn't it? Manchester and Yorkshire. Um, So, yeah, big game uh, for Manchester United going away to Leeds on Sunday. We'll see if they can perform a little bit better. But they did get Ronaldo back on the score sheet. They did get the three points and they did get the fourth spot. But, um, listen, mate, that's where we'll wrap it up. I'll let you get back to the sunshine, the gin and tonics, Mrs. Mesto. Oh, dinner time. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, dinner time down in the Caribbean. Enjoy, my friend. (laughs) So, at the start of the Champions League knockout stages, both Man City and Liverpool register wins. that puts them in control of their games. While in the Premier League, United get a win, Ronaldo got a goal and they get full spot in the table for now. We'll be back on Sunday, that's February the 20th, to look back at the weekend games, including Manchester City taking on Spurs. And Manchester United going away at Leeds. But for now, I'm ill. He's musty together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe. Be healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night.